Where's Alan? Hey, ¿qué onda, What's up, homies? How are you, my man? I missed you. I miss you, too. You guys excited? I'm super excited Very for excited. season five. Season five, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Oh, there's Adrian, hey, our new sound designer. Up, guys? Hey, shout out to our old sound designer. Luca, we miss you. We miss, miss you, man. But well, we're excited for what's to come. Yes. You guys ready to check it out? Yes, let's check it out. All right. Let's do it. Woo-hoo. Adrian, punch it. It's 2008, and Californians had just approved Prop 8. Some developing news. A proposition to ban same-sex marriage has passed. It overturns the state Supreme Court decision that gave couples the right to marry just a few months ago. Let's take a look. A proposition that amended the California state constitution to essentially ban same-sex marriage in the state. Never before has our constitution been used to strip rights away. This was a heavy blow for thousands of same-sex couples who were pinning their hopes for legal marriage on voters in this liberal and progressive blue state. But hoping that the California electorate would deliver was a gamble. Roll and no, no dice. dice. Prop 8 was eventually appealed and overturned in court. But in the meantime, from November of 2008 to June of 2013, same-sex couples looking to marry were forced to look for alternatives to California. Maybe marrying in states like Massachusetts, where it was legalized in 2004, or in Europe. Or in some cases, in Mexico. Lawmakers in Mexico City anxiously eyed the results of a contentious debate, one that would legalize same-sex marriage. When the votes were cast, supporters of the bill had their victory. The bill passed 39 to 20, legalizing same-sex marriage in the Mexican capital. Mexico City became the first jurisdiction in Mexico to legalize same-sex marriage in 2009. The law went into effect in 2010. This made Mexico City the first capital city in Latin America to allow same-sex couples to marry. Many Californians even sought the opportunity in those years to marry in Mexico City and have the Golden State recognize their union. One would think that Mexico, being so historically in the conservative clutches of the Catholic Church, would be trailing way behind the progressive state of California. But in this short and brief instance, it just happened to outpace the progressive Golden State. Entonces, eh, a partir de eso fue que dijimos, ah, vamos a empezar con el matrimonio igualitario, porque es nuestro derecho. Al principio decíamos, eh, whatever, ¿no? Pero ya que vimos que yo me podía enfermar, que necesitaba el, 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 el servicio. This is Merichel Calderón. Merichel is a Tijuana-based LGBTQ plus rights activist and a human rights lawyer. Along with her partner Nancy Bonilla, a queer rights activist and writer, they have fought for LGBTQ plus and women's rights both in Tijuana and the state of Baja for over the past 15 years. They have been together for 13 of those 15 years. The partners would split their time between Tijuana and Mexico City when Merichel was working there. Mexico City, where I was born, by the way, is also referred to as DF. They were in Mexico City when this landmark law was approved. Bueno, pues pasé el dictamen y decidimos no hacerlo porque, aunque sí podíamos casarnos allá, queríamos dar un mensaje distinto para las personas que podrían tener como referencia nuestra existencia. While ecstatic and proud that at least now they could marry in Mexico City, 
Nancy explains that something felt wrong to them. Marrying in Mexico City felt like a cop-out. If they were going to get married, it would be something they both wanted to do in the state that they were from. Baja California. To shed a light on their own community that's been cast into the underground. This became not just a statement of political conviction, but a cause to fight for. Today's episode is part one of a two-part series about the fight for marriage equality in Baja. Join us as we look back at how this momentous victory was achieved through the eyes of two of Baja's lawyer activists, Juan en Tijuana, Y cuando ya vimos el clasismo que había en esa lucha, dijimos, ahí le vamos a entrar. And another in Mexicali. I came up with a, the thought of creating a social media platform for constituents to easily identify their representatives in Congress along with their stances on marriage equality. This is part one, Merichel and Nancy's story. From KPBS, this is Port of Entry. Where we tell cross-border stories that connect us. I'm Ala Liliantal. And I'm Natalie Gonzalez. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. When Marichel met Nancy in Tijuana, it was instant love. They decided to move in together after their second date. A little rush by today's standards. Y conozco a Nancy. Entonces Nancy y yo empezamos a andar y ya tenemos en octubre van a ser 13 años juntas. Entonces nosotras como buenas lesbianas nos queríamos casar desde el principio. Nancy moved in. Kinda. Sí, de repente decían de, oye, ya te corrieron de tu casa y yo pues siempre he sido muy cínica, ¿no? Y y pues sí decía de, sí. Settled in would be a more accurate description, something that both of them recount now with humor, remembering how things unfolded. Pues en realidad no no ni se dieron cuenta porque se filtró como el agua. <laughs> porque de repente Cracking up, Merichel says Nancy crept in like water. Merichel would say that Nancy had to stay over for homework or for work, or a trip that was leaving early the next day. She would make up all kinds of stories, especially as Merichel's mom started noticing Nancy's prolonged overnight visits. She wondered if Nancy got kicked out of her own house. We first met them at the house where Marichel grew up in downtown Tijuana. Nancy was waiting for us outside of the street in front of the gate. 
their pack of three dogs were behind the gate, eagerly smelling to see who we were and leading the way. The gated entrance from the street is a corridor that leads to a small courtyard filled with overgrown plants and trees. Three little doors leading to different apartments surround the courtyard. <laughs> to the right and up an open flight of stairs is Merichel. When we met her, the palm of her right hand was completely covered with white ointment. She told us she burned her right hand, mishandling a sizzling hot pan. <laughs> Merichel moonlights as a stand-up comedian. That became very clear when we met her. And her self-deprecating sense of humor came center stage. She had us bursting at the seams throughout the whole of the conversation. One of her stories was of how she came out of the closet to folks in her teen years. Growing up, when questioned about her sexuality, she would say, if he has a pulse, I'll bone it. Put a dress on a broom or a mop and let's see. It became clear to us that El Ángel de Merichel, or her gift, is taking the hate spewed at her and churning it out as comedy. She dives into insults headfirst so as to disarm them with jokes. Y muchas veces cuando voy a eventos me voy en blusas sin manga y cuando se me quedan viendo mis brazos, pues les hago jiggly así de para que vean cómo tiembla el brazo y se asusten más. Merichel is a large woman. She says her body has also been a target of fat phobic attacks, but she deflects those attacks with jokes, completely neutralizing their impact. When they realize they can't hurt you, Merichel says, it's a good moment to step in and help them reflect on what they're saying with the hopes that they might understand the nature of their words. Fighting hate early in her life evolved into becoming an activist, fighting for dignity and human rights for all. Human rights, especially for LGBTQ folks. When she crossed from Tijuana to San Diego to party in San Diego's famous LGBTQ plus district, Hillcrest, during her teens and early 20s, she saw that queer folks were more tolerated. Y como vivimos en Tijuana, podemos convivir con ciertos derechos cuando cruzamos la frontera. Entonces, por ejemplo, cuando yo era adolescente, cruzaba a San Diego y veía con mis amigos gays todo el rollo que había allá de eventos y muchas personas así como yo los pudieron vivir. She would witness the openness that queer folks would experience on the U.S. side of the border. Something she dreamed of one day having in her city of Tijuana. As we said, same-sex couples could marry legally in Mexico City after 2010. But Merichela Nancy felt like marrying in Mexico City while those in Baja couldn't marry, that just felt wrong. So they opted to not marry in Mexico City. In solidarity with the same-sex folks from their home state who couldn't marry. So for the next three years, from 2010 until 2013, they dedicated themselves to the causes of equal marriage and women's rights in Baja. In the year 2013, though, tragedy struck Marichel's family. Her father passed. 
And to add to her misery, she suffered a life-threatening medical emergency. Marichel suffers from a hormonal disorder known as polycystic ovarian syndrome. She has a host of symptoms, ranging from irregular periods and hemorrhages to facial hair to uterine and ovarian cysts. She has grown used to the condition and learned how to handle and cope with the symptoms. And because her father was a private physician, in the past she had always had access to the best care in Tijuana. So in 2013, Marichelle endured a particularly bad and long-lasting hemorrhage. She did not stop bleeding for 15 days. She was rushed to a public hospital where she was discovered to have a number of uterine tumors. She was hospitalized for a week. With her father gone, she didn't have access to private care anymore and was left to use the public care system. And if you know anything about the public care system in Mexico, it can be a bureaucratic nightmare for both patients and family. And for an unrecognized same-sex partner, a living hell. Total, no me dejaban pasar. Y, y pues para mí sí era importante asegurarme de que Merichel estuviera bien porque estábamos siendo amenazadas. When Nancy wanted to visit her, she couldn't. She didn't have spousal visiting rights, and given the nature of their advocacy, Nancy was afraid that Merichel might be targeted while she was recovering. Entonces, pues me vi sin toallas, sin papel, sin ayuda y sin nada en un hospital helado y con la única esperanza de que dejaran entrar a Nancy con las cosas que yo necesitaba. You see, in a public hospital in Tijuana, or Mexico for that matter, your loved ones are the ones responsible to provide you with the non-medical essentials, like clothes, towels, toilet paper, or intimate toiletries. And when Marichel needed those things from Nancy, Nancy was barred from doing so because she wasn't a family member or a recognized spouse. Sí, ahí la la guardia de seguridad que era una comadre como yo, eh, pues lo notó y me hizo el paro, me hizo el paro de poder pasar cinco minutos, asegurarme de que Marichel estuviera bien. But they found a way around the rules. A security guard at the hospital was queer and allowed Nancy to be at the bedside of her loved one. So the only way to get those spousal rights acknowledged was to get legally married. But they were in Baja, and Tijuana hadn't yet caught up to Mexico City. Entonces creemos que este derecho más allá de lo que pudiera parecer frívolo como ay se quieren casar no bueno sí nos queremos casar pero queremos tener los mismos derechos Merichel says maybe it seems frivolous or entitled but if they had the right to get married like any other heterosexual couple then they would have access to those rights and privileges during difficult times like supporting a loved one during a medical emergency not to be dissuaded they resolved to fight even harder for marriage equality. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, 
Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Without spousal rights, Nancy and Marichel were completely at the mercy of Good Samaritans, like the hospital guard who helped them during Marichel's hospitalization. Similar to California in the 2000s, Baja only recognized same-sex couples as domestic partnerships or civil unions, granting some but not the full spectrum of rights, privileges, and protections awarded to married couples. A sociedad de convivencia. But it still wasn't enough. Yet, something remarkable happened in 2015 that seemed like it would change everything. Este, Aguirre, no en todos, pero muchos coincido. Pero el tema no me parece inconstitucional. Por tanto, yo estaré con el sentido del proyecto. After facing numerous challenges from conservative states in Mexico, states who challenged the constitutionality of Mexico City's equal marriage law, the Supreme Court ruled that same-sex marriage in Mexico was indeed consistent with the Constitution, seemed like a victory. Pues mira, yo yo celebré el matrimonio igualitario cuando estábamos con los activistas ahí en Houston que se votó aquí en la Suprema Corte. Merichel was on a flight from Houston from an LGBTQ plus rights conference. She was with activists from all over the world when she got the news. Everyone on the plane was ecstatic and overjoyed. A remarkable victory for same-sex couples. But... Si lo determina así la corte, bueno, serán válidos en el resto de los estados, incluidos, por supuesto, Baja California. Antes de que esto ocurriera, el gobierno del estado ha interpuesto una controversia constitucional in the months after the original law passed in Mexico City allowing same-sex marriage, conservative states like Baja changed the civil code in their state constitutions to define marriage as something exclusively between a man and a woman and argued that state sovereignty took precedence over a federal court decision. Then Baja governor, José Osuna Millán, expressed the state's position. Es importante precisar que la determinación de buscar El respeto a los matrimonios solo existe entre personas heterosexuales. And even now, after the Supreme Court ruling, conservative jurisdictions in Mexico, like Baja California, double down on not accepting marriage license applications from same-sex couples. Pero yo sabía que se iba a lograr. En el momento que la Suprema Corte dijo que sí, nos, nuestro argumento era, la Corte ya dijo que sí, tú hazle como quieras, tú solamente tienes que hacer operativos mis derechos. Marichela and Nancy remained defiant. They were not about to give up that easy. They knew the law. The nation's Supreme Court, after all, was on their side. But this fight that had already been going on for years obviously wasn't ever going to be that easy. 
So they got a bright idea from two activists north of the border. Keep asking and keep insisting for a marriage license until you get one. Entonces, en, había dos mujeres en California que siempre iban a la corte a solicitar que les casaran. Históricamente ellas, estas dos mujeres, no tengo ahorita presente el nombre, pero fueron quienes nos inspiraron a estar diciendo, bueno, pues si no nos casan hay que estar insistiendo. Merichel is referring to the actions of Phyllis Leon and Del Martin. This San Francisco lesbian activist couple showed up at the city clerk's office in San Francisco during the 80s and 90s and 2000s applying for a marriage license. They would get rejected time and time again, until 2004, when then-Major Gabby Newsom ordered the city clerk to begin issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Inspired by Leon and Martin's actions, Merichel and Nancy began showing up to Palacio Municipal, Tijuana City Hall, and request to be married, starting in March of 2011. They would show up to apply for a marriage license once or twice a year, but every single time, they were denied. And after Merichel ended up in the hospital in 2013, their fight was reinvigorated. For couples that really wanted to get married in Baja, there was only one way out, an amparo. An amparo is a sort of administrative protection from a law. Think about it as a special permit. Across Mexico, getting an amparo for same-sex couples to get married became a trend. It was a legal loophole that allowed them to marry even in states where same-sex marriage was technically banned. Sin embargo, en ese momento nosotras porque habíamos visto las resoluciones de la corte, sabíamos que la corte ya había dicho que sí. Entonces, las resoluciones de la corte son de aplicación para todo el país, de aplicación federal. But Merichel and Nancy didn't want to resort to an amparo. They knew the law was on their side. The Supreme Court overruled state laws. Technically, yes, but the states didn't care. Entonces nosotras ya sabíamos con este argumento que podíamos llegar al registro civil y nos podrían casar sin ningún problema. Sin embargo, eso no lo hicieron aquí en el estado y nos negaron el matrimonio en varias ocasiones. And the process of getting an amparo was a problem as well. Eso y lo entendemos. A veces no quieres este a veces no quieres esperar como los dos años que te lleva la resolución de un amparo, porque además además o sea, además es tiempo, es un proceso largo, es cansado. O sea, la The process of being granted an amparo is time-consuming and expensive. It averages between one to three years until a judge can see your plea. And that doesn't mean he will rule in your favor. It is still a gamble. Pues en ese tiempo los amparos estaban entre mil y cinco mil dólares. And the cost? Somewhere between one and five thousand U.S. dollars on average. A prohibitive amount if you consider the median Mexican salary is about seven hundred dollars a month. Nancy claimed to know folks who have spent up to twenty thousand dollars. It all depends on the lawyer leading your case. The amparos essentially divided the pro-same-sex marriage movement in Tijuana by class. Between those who had the resources and time to wait out and pay for an amparo resolution versus those who didn't. And what motivated Marichelle and Nancy to keep fighting and not go for the amparo 
was the principle. Having to put folks through unnecessary hurdles because you happen to love someone of your same sex was simply unjust. So Marichelle and Nancy continued their fight. At first, going in quietly to Tijuana City Hall, over and over again, just requesting a marriage license, no amparo. But after a while, being the good activists they were, they brought in the press and their friends to witness the effort. As their efforts kept garnering attention, more and more folks threw their support behind them. They even became well-known for it. Then a potential game-changer knocked on their door. Soy el Dr. Jorge Astiazarán. Y yo soy Elia, su esposa. Soy tu candidato a la presidencia municipal por nuestra querida Tijuana. Soy un ciudadano... A leading candidate for the 2013 Tijuana mayor race, Dr. Jorge Astiazarán, was willing to throw his support behind their cause if, in turn, they would help mobilize folks to vote for him. Astiazarán llegó mientras todavía estaba haciendo campaña a una reunión con nosotras. No, con nosotras y otro grupo de personas de la comunidad LGBT. Entonces, pues de alguna forma nosotras le dijimos, oiga, y el matrimonio igualitario. Y él dijo, no, claro, sí, ya que yo cambie, la, ya que yo llegue, yo las cambio, yo las caso, ¿no? Astiazarán made a bold promise to them. If he gets into power, he would update the municipal civil code to make it consistent with the federal code. To sweeten the deal even further, he would personally officiate their wedding. And in the very Norteño way to close a deal, Nancy and Marichel said, Arre! And he won. And when it came time to prove the worth of a politician's word... Y eso. Sin embargo, llegamos y le dijimos, ¿qué onda con pues, la promesa de campaña? O sea, ¿sí nos va a casar? ¿O qué onda, no? Y pues total, sí nos dijo que no. O sea... Surprise, surprise, turns out that a politician's promise never amounts to much. He didn't keep his promise. So for the next year and a half, Merichel and Nancy were left with no recourse other than to become a thorn in the side of his administration. They even started a social media campaign to shame the mayor. Hashtag ya case las dos. Spanish for... Marry them, doc. Pues no nos casaron. Hicimos nuestra campaña de ya case las dos. Eh, recibimos videos y participaron personas de todo, de Bangladesh, de Libia, de Líbano, de Barcelona. O sea, varias... They got some help. LGBTQ plus activists from all over the world recorded messages throwing their support behind the pair. Hola, mi nombre es Flor y soy de Tijuana y tengo un mensaje para el doctor Jorge Astiazarán. Please, doctor, marry them. Cut the BS and marry them, doc. One day, feeling invigorated after the success of their social media campaign, Merichel and Nancy once again showed up at the registrar's office to apply for a marriage license. This time, they were accompanied by members of the local press and 10 other same-sex couples who also wanted to marry without an amparo. They all wanted to get married, and they wanted it to happen under the iconic Tijuana clock. For the whole city to witness. When all of a sudden... 
esa vez no nos dejaron entrar al, al registro civil y nos, nos movieron a otra sala. Merichelle and Nancy were not allowed to enter the clerk's office and were asked to go to a private office. Subieron a la sala de presidencia y ahí nos recibió el jurídico y de repente, como una sorpresa, eh, llegó el doctor hacia Sarán. The mayor was waiting for them there and he had an offer. Y pues, bueno, él sí nos dijo, yo les pago el amparo. It seems that the mayor had folded, sort of. The bad press got to him. So to quell the pressure, he offered Merichel and Nancy a final deal. Y pues, pues, yo sí, yo volteé a ver a Merichel en ese momento y dije, bueno, o sea, si fuera la cuestión del amparo, hace cinco años ya nos hubiéramos casado. O sea, casarnos por casarnos no es el tema. He would marry them, yes, but only with an amparo. And he would personally pay the amparo himself and put them in contact with vendors and venues for the ceremony. Y se puso así como en un papel muy... ¿Cómo decirlo? No que se rasga las vestiduras, pero sí como que se desdice de esta es mi última... Esta es mi resolución y esto es lo que yo voy a decir del tema, ¿no? He said as if it was his final peace offering as if he was doing them a favor. Nancy and Marichelle swiftly responded. You are missing the point, doctor. The point is to make this Supreme Court resolution valid. If we wanted to marry with an amparo, we would have done it already. And before they parted ways, Marichelle added, Keep your promise, doc. We will wait for you under the Tijuana clock. But when the day came, he never showed up. For the next few years, Marichelle and Nancy continued their advocacy and activism. They kept pleading with succeeding administrations in Tijuana, and they just got cynical answers. Change to the state civil code is coming. One city clerk told them. Probably stuck somewhere in between Mexico City and Tijuana, traveling slowly. By burro. By burro! In November of 2019, Nancy and Marichelle finally caught a break. They met a clerk who was friendly to their cause and was willing to override the state code. She was going to marry them without an amparo. So they set everything into motion and planned everything to marry a few months later, and they knew exactly where to have their wedding officiated. So, that's where we met them, El Parque La Ocho. The park sits at the corner of a block on a busy downtown intersection. On the very corner of the park stands a decommissioned metal roundabout that used to be part of the international border from the U.S. into Mexico. We met in the amphitheater on the back of the park. Pues mira, estamos aquí en el, el foro del Parque de la Ocho. Este parque antes era la estación de policía en donde torturaron a muchos eh, gays, lesbianas, en los 80s, todavía en los 90s. According to Marichel, Parque La Ocho was where the old downtown police station was located. Many gay, lesbian, and other queer folks were tortured here during the 80s and 90s, she says. It's been an important meeting point for pride marches and other queer activism since. Merichelle and Nancy wanted to hold their wedding here because of the significance of this space. They had everything ready to go for their wedding. 
officiator, witnesses, guests, vendors, and all. But this time, it wasn't the city administration that got in the way. Their wedding was planned for March 2020. Hmm, what was going on in 2020? Take a wild guess. Y como Kermesi, pero vino la pandemia y a muchas amigas de Ciudad de México tenían sus boletos y todo, pero pues ni modo lo cancelamos. Yep, COVID-19. The pandemic. The timing. Everything was shutting down and the government was rolling out the stay-at-home orders. Knowing firsthand how bad COVID was, they both got sick in early 2020. Marichelle and Nancy did not want to risk it. Despite how long they'd waited, they opted to suspend the wedding. So, after years of activism, the law in Baja remained unchanged. The state civil code did not match the federal Supreme Court ruling, and the right for same-sex folks to marry in Baja freely was at an impasse. It was up to the whims of a clerk's personal belief to see if you could get married or not. But as the pandemic effectively shut things down... It meant an opportunity for a young activist 120 miles east of Tijuana. In the scorching, blistering hot sun of Mexicali. To find out what happened next, tune in in a couple of weeks. Nos vemos pronto. This episode of Port of Entry was written and produced by Julio Cesar Ortiz. Adrián Villalobos is technical producer and sound designer. Alisa Barba is our editor. Lisa Morissette is Director of Audio Programming and Operations, and John Decker is Senior Director of Content Development. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This project was also made possible with the support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Visit callhome.org. Soy Alan Lilienthal. Y yo soy Natalie González. Nos, Nos vemos pronto. pronto.